the biggest thing that I've taken away and implemented from there is if you know you want the person on the other side to feel something and everybody's different so like you might feel something just from somebody telling a story about a way they felt but another person might feel something by you creating that picture allow your messaging to speak to all of the senses so that then it's like a big picture that somebody's immersing themselves into Hello Seeker, welcome back. Today's episode is one for all of you entrepreneurs. You are going to love this. Today I'm sitting down with Cassie McKenzie and we are talking all about how to make aligned sales, how to increase your magnetism in your business, how to make sales by being non-salesy and so much more. Cassie is incredible. She is the non-salesy sales coach and a LinkedIn expert. And today Cassie is sharing so much about how to to make sales in a way that feel good, how to build relationships, how to write copy that converts and so much more. If you're an entrepreneur, especially a soul-based purpose-led entrepreneur, you are going to love this conversation. I personally got so much out of it and I can't wait for you to dive in. So without further ado, let's welcome Cassie onto the show. Hey Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hi, Cassie. Welcome to the show. I'm excited you're here. How are you doing today? I am amazing. It is so fun being here on the podcast with you. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is going to be a great conversation. I love talking about business. I love talking about things like sales. I have a lot to learn. I also love helping other people thrive. And so I know this conversation is going to be so good for our entrepreneur seekers out there and everyone entrepreneur curious even. That's right. Um, yeah, it's going to be good. Um, so if you could just start. Help you. Yeah, cool. Let's do it. Um, so if you could just start by sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do and where you're from and all that good stuff. Cool. Well, I'm actually, we're recording this. I'm in Florida. It's, it's like a billion degrees here already. (laughs) I'm in my hoodie and she's in a tank top. (laughs) Like, Oh my goodness. It's, it's already summer here, but I'm still drinking my green tea, my hot green tea. So, um, (laughs) but now I'm a sales coach for coaches and consultants And I started out in sales though, when I was 22 years old with braces and a bad haircut, right out of college, calling on people twice my age in the pharmaceutical industry. So I actually had a, my, I took a job that was actually meant for people like twice my age. So authority selling and being the expert, like was not an option for me. So I really had to learn how to sell with like a relationship base, more consultative base and ended up 
really being successful, just being myself and treating people, you know, like people and being, um, I like to say like irreplaceable in all of my offices. So I made 22 million in sales in the first two years and I won president's cup. And then a couple of years later became a sales trainer and trained over a thousand different people on how to sell and still continue to do that now. And I just love it because I feel like in the coaching industry, you're like, it's in, in, and in the pharma, like, and I want to preface this by saying not all pharma drugs are created equal. Like there is a lot that I would absolutely never give to my dog, my worst enemy or anything, but I would personally also never be able to sell them. Right. Like I had to sell things that I believed in. And so that like that ripple effect that you create by being successful in sales and especially in coaching, like helping coaches and consultants, it's just so fun because I know that like my one sale is actually a thousand other lives possibly changed. So I think that's really beautiful. I love helping you guys be successful. Mm, that's so mm-hmm. cool. It's always fascinated me because I came at business from the complete other angle. You know, I am one of those people you were saying your podcast, I'm I'm not salesy. It's mm-hmm. one of those, one of those people that my mission, my message, my intuition, I have gifts to share. That's where I came from and coming yeah. into business. And I know a lot of you can, uh, can relate to this. Sometimes it's really hard because you go, Oh my goodness. I also have to be the salesperson and the marketer and and the design and the everything, it all falls on me. And I remember learning Facebook ads and I'm doing all this stuff and I'm researching like demographics. And I, it just shocked me because I thought that I was going to just teach people about how to love themselves a little more when I first started this or whatever it was, you know, it's like, oh, I have to do all of this. And so sales has always been so fascinating because there is a psychology to it. There is an energy to it as you talk about. And I just can't wait to dive in. It's just, yeah, it's so fun. So what part of sales really lights you up, really interests you, what really, you know, drives you to do this? Oh, well, I really love the point where you've created this relationship and loyal client, you know, like the point where somebody says, thank you. Not just like the payment comes through, but when people get to the point, they're like, I am so happy I get to pay you, you know, and thank you for providing the service. Thank you for helping me and changing my life. Um, when I first started out as a coach, I used to be um, a manifestation and money coach and abundance and developed like um, my psychic gifts and, you know, abundance activation type gifts. And so it was always so fun to see the changes that happened and transformations in people's lives just in such a short amount of time. Because I have a friend who's actually like really pretty well known in the psychic community. And we did a session one day and she's like, well, you're actually like, you're connected with the, um, and like the angels of abundance. Like you're, you're an actual angel. And I was like, what? It's like, well, she goes, yeah, you're, you're actually like an, an angel of abundance, like an earth angel. And so you, you channel angelic wealth codes. And when, when you're teaching and when you're teaching people, and I was like, and I get chills, like talking about it because I was like that. So that's, that explains why people get like crazy, amazing results in my money courses. Cause I'm like, I just talk and they're like, blah, 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 blah. Like it just shifts you so much. So 
I absolutely love that part of it personally. <laughs> that's really cool. Even in just sort of like traditional sort of corporate sales or something else that's not manifestation, having that frequency of abundance is what we're talking about. Like that yeah. is sales. And when you're, when someone says like, you're really selling it, that's an energy of being really invested, being, being really present, really passionate, which is also the frequency of abundance, you know? So it makes sense that you could take that gift that, you know, soul gift and translate it into no matter what you're doing, whether it's corporate or you're helping healers or whatever it is, it's, yeah, it's that activation because the frequency of abundance isn't just money, you know, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole vibe. So totally. I, yeah. Yeah. I love 100%. like, well, even when you said that you came out saying like, I'm here, I've got gifts to share. I've got all that. Like to me, that's, that's a piece that a lot of people are missing. You know, like you might have people who are so great at the strategy and they're like, I can do this strategy. I can create this funnel. Like I've got my webinar set up. So where are the people? How come I have no leads? How come nobody's into it? And it's because you're not coming at it from this energetic standpoint, right? Like what you just naturally came with. Right. And so, but then there's other people like you and, and like you, <laughs> <laughs> like me, <laughs> Just kidding. that, um, that might come so passionately, but, and, and just so forcefully and have such it like energetically for in a great way, right? Yeah, like a force, like a force, exactly. <laughs> and, and yet not know how to piece together the strategy. You know, it might just be so overwhelming to think, oh my God, an opt-in, I don't even know where to start. Who, mm -hmm. Where do I even, how many times do I talk about it? And then, you know, get, get in the weeds about that and like not even do that or not. Like the thing that I see a lot is um, getting burnt out because you're selling something new every single month because you've seen another coach have that kind of business model and you don't know where they got that business model from. They might've seen it work for somebody else. And so you might try to do that too. And it's not a good mix. Like, yeah, you sell things out, but like you end up burnt out too, which then mm -hmm. depletes your magic as well. So that's why I feel like it's so important to acknowledge both sides of it because you want to bring like the best match for your energy energy, you know? And so maybe not like a new product every single month is great. Maybe having like a structured evergreen mastermind where you have, you know, weekly calls every week and a, you know, a batch of content that's already done and you show up and bring your magic every single week to as many people as possible and keep promoting that with like little offers in between where it's not so much pressure. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that kind of strategy, mm -hmm. I could just be like, blah, 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 like talk about for days, you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. I just find it's so important to find the good match there, you know, good match mm. for your, your energy. And I know some people talk about it like human design, like your energy type or whatever, like you could really find a million things, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely really depends on you. And whenever I'm teaching entrepreneurs, it's like, there's a million systems out there as with everything, a lot of things work, but yeah. are they your system? It's just like exercise, any exercise, if you did it five days a week is probably going yeah. to work, but are you going to hate it or are yeah. you going to love it? Does it support <laughs> your body? Is it what you need? Is it the stability you need or the gentleness you need or the sweating mm -hmm. that you like, we don't know. It, it's like, you got to find, you have to find that combination that works for you, especially with people um, like myself, creatives, healers, anyone that's 
here to help people. We have zones of genius and we have ways that really work for us. When I tapped into this podcast, it was just, it's the most natural thing I have ever done. The thing I love the most, the thing I can't wait to show up. And coincidentally, the thing that's really done the best it's, it's skyrocketed every week. It's up and up and up. And my stats from last year are up like 250%. Like it's, it's constantly growing. And I look at that and somebody else might go, Oh, you did a podcast to grow your community. That's what I'm going to do. And it's like, well, if that doesn't fit, if you don't like getting on a mic, if you, if that makes you feel weird, then that may not be your strategy. You know, it's not one strategy for everyone. So I just love that you talk about that. So Mm -hmm. what do you feel are some of the mistakes that people are making? Let's even just say in sales, like when we're selling, say it's a program and we're talking about on social media or showing up or live or whatever, depending on the business, of course, what do you think are some of the mistakes that people are making that you see over and over when we're trying to sell a product? Oh, well, the first one that comes to mind is around messaging. And I know there can be a soul led message, right? But like, especially in the spiritual community, I see a lot of really fluffy messaging. Like people don't know how to verbalize the transformation or the result that somebody's going to get out of a program. And for example, like say you're a manifestation coach, you might see somebody with like a billion people in their following be able to say, you are going to manifest your best life ever. And you are going to just like, like you're going to want to join this. You don't want to miss out. Join now before the price goes up. Like then they might get a thousand people signed up, but like for somebody who's just starting out, if you're selling, like you can't do that. You can't do that as much because the people following you don't know what the best life ever is. You know, and I see a lot of people come out and try to generalize their offering to the general public and they're not standing out because they just blend in. And if you're going to blend in, then somebody's probably going to go for a different choice, like a Gabby Bernstein, because she's well-known and you know what you're going to get, right? Mm -hmm. Versus you, if you've just started and you have like 200 followers and, or even 2000 followers, and you're like, well, here's my manifestation course and you're going to live your best life and you're going to feel so great. And I'll help you manifest anything you want, you know, and we'll get over your limiting beliefs so that you're rewired for success, you know? And like, did you just read my website? <laughs> did you what? read my website from five no, years ago? No, I didn't. Is that what your website says? I'm sorry. So, but like, you know, you're not having problems with sales though, are you? Like, I don't know. Um, but, but I see this all the time with people because, you know, they, they're not, this is for like, if you're just starting out or if you're not getting the sales that you want mm-hmm. and you have an amazing offering, I recommend you like super niche down, right? Super niche down that offering. And you can even have it be a manifestation course for, you know, a certain type of person that you want to work with and speak to your content in that and create direct messaging around that. That's like, you know, instead of I'll help you get over your limiting beliefs, like what the fuck does that mean? Like that could mean something different to me. Somebody's like, what's a limiting belief? You know, you don't want to spend all your years talking about what one is because that's boring as hell. You want to be like, okay, I'm going to help you stop sabotaging all your success and watching Netflix instead of working on your business every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm going to help you get to that vacation in Fiji so you can be voxering your clients from the beach instead of sitting at your computer for 
or 12 hours a day on Canva trying to make another graphic. Like we're going to take real action here so that you can see a tangible result in three months instead of being like, let me help your, you know, limiting belief. Like who, nobody knows. But if you're speaking to the thing that they're actually doing, and if you know what they're actually doing, which is like yelling at your kids to shut up because you can't even like get in the zone, like fuck the zone, like figure out what your client's doing and then get in the zone and then go speak it. You know what I mean? Like that's so <laughs> yes, 100%. And the reason I said that about the website is because that's what I was doing for so long. And oh, I even it? was literally looking at Gabby Bernstein's messaging going, she's helping people live their best life. I can do that. And people yeah. coaches would be like, but who do you serve? I'm like seekers. And yeah. they're like, okay, yeah, but a little bit more. I'm like driven seekers. Okay. Getting a little bit better. Better, but let's get, and it's funny because that was exactly, and I didn't, I, I still even truly, even though I have a great audience and everyone in the podcast is so aligned that comes and listens, yeah. I still, because this medicine can be for anyone, it helps my husband, it helps my friends. It's not for anyone. It's easy for us, especially creatives, healers, feelers, empaths to go, well, I could help anyone. And I don't want to exclude anybody, which I'm sure right. you hear all the time. I don't yeah. want to say just moms because I've helped a lot of non-moms or I don't want to say just 30 somethings because I have this awesome client who's 40 and it's so hard to niche down for some of us because right. of that. But I 100% agree when you see like, you're going to live your best life, sign up now. Like even I look at that and go, but what are we actually doing? You know, and I love how you said like, you're on that trip to Fiji while you're voxering your clients. Like that is the person that's like, yes, that's what I want. And yes, we have to get through limiting beliefs, but like you say that they're not going to know what that means. So I just love that so much because it's to us, we know what that means. Of course, we need to get over limiting beliefs. We want to live our best life to the entrepreneur, but the clients out there, it doesn't land. It doesn't hook. It's nothing personal. So I love that tip. That's It doesn't create a picture in their mind, you know, and I have a background in NLP and hypnosis and EFT and became a practitioner a few years ago. But the biggest thing that I've taken away and implemented from there is if, you know, you want the person on the other side to feel something and everybody's different. So like you might feel something just from somebody telling a story about a way they felt, but another person might feel something by you creating that picture. And another person might feel something by you, including what they're going to be hearing. You know, like I could tell you, we're going to go to the beach and like, you're going to like you know, love the smell of the, you know, the, the coconuts, you know, you're going to love the smell of the suntan lotion and, mm-hmm. you know, feel the sand under your toes and hear the seagulls and, you know, see the ocean right there. But like one of those four sentences probably landed with you more so than the other, you know? And so mm-hmm. allow your messaging to speak to all of the senses so that then it's like a big picture that somebody's immersing themselves into and really getting them and getting you in the picture too. Cause you're the one te- like standing there arm to arm, you know, like tell it like I'll be there every step of the way with you as you're doing all of these things you know and then they have to associate you with them and not I want to preface this by saying like not in a manipulative way like ooh, let me just you know what I mean like make all my copies so that it's like hooking you in no it's not that it's just you want to you want to make sure you're putting a lot of effort building a business can be hard so if you're going to do it then use these tips and and implement that because it's going to make it wildly more effective. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, it's, I think, as I kind of touched on before, we tend to internalize I actually, we said this before we hit record, but we tend to internalize if say you launch something and it doesn't work. A lot of us, especially empaths go, Oh fuck, there's something wrong with me. Either the course sucks. The price isn't right. I didn't show up good enough, but I've heard over and over and over again, that often if you're not having sales, it's a copy problem. It's like a copy Mm -hmm. writing the words you're using the, you know, how a messaging, I guess you would say Mm -hmm. problem versus your course is crap and you should just throw it out. Cause so many of us have created something, myself included. Yeah. It doesn't sell. I throw it out. Sometimes I'm going through old hard drives. I'm like, I made five modules of that program. And because I didn't get very many likes, I just tossed the whole thing in my first yeah. year of business or something, right? It's unreal mm-hmm. how we can do that. And we need to like speak to that, to that person. Um, I would love to talk about Something that I've found, I'd just love to hear your feedback on this, is that I now, and I'll talk to my clients about this, is when I'm speaking, when I'm writing, even I'm writing a book right now, even as I'm writing my book, I'm speaking to one person. And I hear people say that, but... I never knew what that meant. I'm like, I'm speaking to the 35 year old, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, no. I actually pick a person in my mind that I have worked with that I go, Hey, I know you've been struggling with this and this, you're going to love this new mini course. It's going to give you all the blah, blah, blah you need, because I know you've been craving more this. And I get really like, I think of one person in my mind. Some people don't do it that way. I would just be curious your feedback on when we're doing posts and emails, how do you make sure that that message is landing? I hear like paint the picture and the senses, but do you do something like that where we're kind of speaking to one person? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so helpful because in, and from a manifesting standpoint, if you think about it, you know, you're like, I, I did this exercise when I started on LinkedIn and I put, I was like, who's a creative person I want to work with? Cause I was like, in this phase where I was like, maybe I want to like branch out from coaches, maybe consultants too. So how about somebody who's in branding, but doesn't know how to sell. So this person's a brand expert and blah, 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 blah. And then all of my sales calls ended up being like brand experts, even though in my copy, I wasn't saying anything about, well, you're a branding expert and blah, 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 blah. But it was, it was from like, it's, I think like I'm, I manifested all those people because in my head, that's what I wrote down. Like this mm-hmm. is the type of person. But I recently had a client who um, went and he has like a big corporate background and he went and became a yoga instructor and wants to do yoga like um, one-on-one yoga instructing with, you know, high-performing CEOs and, you know, like executives, and then also eventually do um, like events at sales meetings. So like when we'd go to sales meetings for pharmaceuticals, usually they, they like back when they'd start shoving like money out for wellness, you know, (laughs) which now they're like adding mental, mental health. So what I'm about to tell you is like such a great idea for him, but um you know, he wants to do like be be the guy that shows up and does a yoga class for the whole group before their session starts. And then during lunchtime, be like the meditation or breathwork guy, you know, like have a room where people can come in and, and do a meditation or whatever to then like recenter themselves before going back out. And so he, but he went to India and got his like certification And when he came back, I noticed, you know, when we started working together and formulating his ideal client and his sales strategy and like 
everything for his content and how he was going to really establish himself quickly as an authority on um, some of the platforms plus, you know, YouTube. And I noticed like some of the content he was creating was meant for his people back at, in India, like, like the group, you know, like the, like the group that he went to, to training with. And I was like, and not necessarily, so it, it was stuff that would impress them, but not a CEO, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, it, yeah, he was creating content and yeah, he was like, you know, getting the experience and, and doing Instagram lives and doing this, that, and the other. But like, when I looked at his content, I'm like, is this really, would this, is this something that a CEO would even give a shit about? And he's like, mm-hmm. probably not. Like, so then why are you creating it? And I was like, and visually, the aesthetically on, on your reels, like, I love your reels are so creative, but is that really up at the echelon that you want to be at, you know, that, that you want to see these corporations looking at your profile and, you know, judging whether or not to hire you, do you think they'd hire you based off of these? And that's your answer, you know? And he's like, yeah, probably not. Cause he was like, I don't know. I'm not getting any traction. I don't, you know, I'm not getting much likes. And I was like, well, who is your audience? You know, like choose which one it is. You can go each way and be successful. But if you really want to work with this type of person, then you need to make sure you're creating content for that type of person and not for your friends, you know? And I think a lot of times that's what we do, especially especially in the spiritual community, because I used to, I mean, be a part of it. Right. And so you get triggered as fuck by some people online. Like everybody's basically healing at warp speed. Right. It's like, we're all on our period 24 hours a day. <laughs> so it's like that bitch said this, but I am a healed person. I'm, I'm just going to write a passive aggressive post on here and I'll show them, you know, like you see it all the freaking time. And I'm just sitting there like, like that Michael Jackson meme, like eating the popcorn, you know, from Thriller, where it's like, wh- who is this even for? Like, is this a great representation of your brand? Because you might not realize it, but you are a business owner. You are, you are a CEO. It's your responsibility to get up every day and sell. And whether you like it or not, you're building a brand. And this is all like, if it has something to do with your overall brand story and overarching vibe, then great. But 99% of the time, like revenge content is not meant for your ideal client. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, you know, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. There's also a fascination or an obsession with being polarizing and being, mm. you know, all this stuff, which I understand, but I almost feel like the polarity can come from speaking to your ideal client. So if I'm like, Hey, 30 something moms right there, you're polarizing in the way that like, you're not now talking to 16 year old boys or whatever, whoever else, you know, is, is looking through Instagram or wherever else. So I think, yeah, there's sometimes this like thing to be edgy and stick out. And, you know, I don't know, it's for me, I feel like when you get embodied in who you are, the way that I think of this and teach this is like just this area is like when, when you're so fucking embodied in who you are and you kind of turn that dial up, meaning you're not pinching yourself off. You're not dumbing yourself down. You're not, not saying that joke or you snort laugh and you cover it all up. It's like, no, just be you. (laughs) That, (laughs) that almost becomes the secret sauce that makes you out there. You don't have to go out there attacking people or like you said, revenge posts on like all coaches are doing this wrong and you need to know this. And it's like, you don't need to cut everyone down. Be you, you will be sort of like, you'll stick out enough just being you because people are craving authenticity as well. 
Yeah. And I think an easy way to do that and a really effective way to do it, because like, first of all, you have to be okay, not being liked by everybody, right? Like you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And I don't mean that like, like how you just said, um, being polarizing doesn't mean you have to be like a dick. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but like you could be polarizing by saying, okay, here's what I'm not here for. Like this offer is for this person, but this is who it's not for. Mm -hmm. Or like, I actually love putting things up and I one like a lot of the, the content that's super successful around this is like, for example, like I, I spend all day looking at content, you know, like I, I audit people's content often all day long. And here's the five things they all have in common. Mm -hmm. And then I'll put five, five, like really bad habits that you've got with your content. And then Mm -hmm. at the bottom, be like, if you clean this up, your, your sales are going to explode because they will. And so it's, it's not so much in your face, but it, it, like the interaction I get afterwards from it is like, holy crap, uh, you you called me out there. I need to Mm -hmm. like button that one up, but it's also helpful, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's all a post recently that really, I feel like went over the edge and there's been a few that have lately, but it was something around like, you know, burnout is just something that's been made up by people who can't keep up with the big moves that you're making. And I was like, yo, as a mom, I can tell you that burnout is a real freaking thing. And there's no amount of big moves. Like I'm making big freaking moves, wiping butts every day. Like I birthed out babies, like this is huge. And so, you know, just know that also other people are creating polarizing content that are like unhealed. <laughs> mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> and so like, it never does mean anything about you or um, just because somebody says something's a certain way doesn't mean that it, it has to be the reality for you too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's, it, it is good to be punchy and to, you know, a lot of times because like on the show, I swear and whatever, and sometimes yeah. in posts, I'm like, because you're effing worth it. Like, and I know that's mm-hmm. not even edgy or anything, but it's good to be a little bit punchier. Like you to say, like, these yeah. are mistakes you're probably making. That's not being mean though. It's not oh. being aggressive. It's not being passive aggressive. It's just being I care about you and check yourself. You're probably doing at least one of these five things, if not all of them. And then I could read that and go, damn, she's right. I'm saying this post, right? So I totally hear, I totally hear what you're saying there. Um, I'm curious about client attraction. And I know that, you know, the people listening, we're going to have all different kinds of businesses. So it will, of course, vary depending on what type of business. Is it physical? Is it online? Is it wherever? But just in talking about attracting aligned clients and what that kind of means to you, what, you know, any tidbits you have around that for people, especially starting out or growing their business, or just, you know, there's a lot of people that have clients and they're just not the right clients. It's Mm -hmm. kind of icky and they just want people that are either more committed or more, you know, Whatever it is. So what would yeah. you say about attracting aligned clients and how we can do that? Oh, well, it's, it's so crazy that we're recording this day because I just wrapped up a four day challenge. It was the, the red hot audience <laughs> boot camp, And so this was like a four day boot camp around attracting aligned leads into your yeah. world. <laughs> so, um, I was like, it's so called to do this. And I loved, I loved this four day challenge. And this was the topic of the whole thing. In fact, today was around energy and around how like 
you know, you've got your energetics and your strategy for sales. And, and specifically, I was talking about DM sales. And because to me, that's content, that's an extension of your content, the, the, what you're doing in the DMs every day. And I feel like a lot of people, what a lot of people do is they sit around and they wait for the leads to come to them because they don't know how to go out and get them. And, but not every platform is built the same way, obviously. And recently I got on to LinkedIn and I used to use LinkedIn just for job searches back in the pharma industry. And my husband was actually like, Hey, like a couple of years ago, he's like, Cassie, yeah, you need to start getting on LinkedIn. Like, I think you'd really like it. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm Don't tell me what to do. Like, just kidding. No. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's crazy. Nobody's on LinkedIn. Unbeknownst to me around three years ago, LinkedIn changed everything. And so they wanted to, to be more of like a community and they actually made it really amazing for creators and coaches and consultants like us and even healers and, you know, um, spiritually based businesses that want to attract clients. And yeah, there's a different format there, but there are some things about LinkedIn that are like incredible for finding aligned clients and really building an audience of people who are literally like shooting fish in a barrel, like for lack of a better, <laughs> you know, metaphor, but they also, the beauty of it too, is that you interact with people and they actually interact back. Like their algorithm favors them responding to your comments with more than just four emojis and a yeah, girl, you know, like comments are an extension of content there. And like DM inbound and outbound strategy on LinkedIn is huge. And so if you're not attracting the leads that you want, I would recommend that you go and, you know, try to explore platforms like LinkedIn and, um, you know, or, or explore different avenues of, sorry, you probably hear some screaming in the back. Um, I you, can't actually. <laughs> okay, cool. So you like, if you can, you know, just look at more creative ways of where your audience is hanging out. Cause mm -hmm. I, I'm, that's why I, I'm kind of like pivoting out of Instagram, even though I've spent years building a presence there. It's just not, it's like, like we were talking about earlier, it's kind of like that bad boy that you want to turn into like a boyfriend or husband material, you know, and then LinkedIn is just like amazing for the relationships and connection and community. But, um, I have a love affair with it, as you can tell. But what I would say, as far as attracting aligned leads, like this is a lot like dating and it comes down to standards and it comes down to you really being secure in who you are accepting into your world and making sure they're a great fit from the start. Because the sales process, in my opinion, doesn't start when you start asking them questions or they ask you what the price of the offer is. The sales process starts before you even accept them into your world, because that's where that standard is set, where you're not just accepting anybody with a connection request or a follow request. You're actually accepting people just based off of, is this, a, is this like an ideal client? of mine? And can I see working with them down the future, you know, down the line? Cause like, wouldn't it be so much better to have like a following that's a hundred percent, or even let's just say like 80% aligned clients to begin with. So that, you know, even given whatever the algorithm does that your content is being pushed out to ideal people instead of just anything because of a follower account, you know, being a certain number and mm -hmm. like, I feel like there's a lot, um, a lot more work now to be done with 
you know, like we were talking about earlier on before starting relationships and community. And if you're seeking out relationships and community for your business, then I would, I would, I would really suggest starting and having that be part of your strategy from the beginning. Cause what I mm-hmm. see a lot of people do is go after the idea of wanting more clients and wanting more money and wanting more sales, but they don't want to put in the work to create long lasting relationships from the start. And then they wonder why they attract people who default on their payments or they, mm. or they just, you know, they, they come in for one, one month thing and then flit off to another, like a freaking, you know, bumblebee out you know in spring, <laughs> you know, like from one flower and one coach to the next, to the next, like it takes, and this was okay. This, this statistic that I'm about to tell you, I need to like relook it up because I'm sure it's changed by now. That's an official term, by the way, relook it up. Like you can look that up. No, <laughs> look up my relooking it up. That's my like Alexis coming out. And so, um, but this, like, this was a stat that I read in a book that I still have from when I first started out. It's called loyalty-based selling. And he quoted um, that it takes five times the amount of energy to sign on a new client than it does to make a sale with an, with an existing client. And so when you are considering that online, that you are going to output five times as much energy to try to sign on a new person versus why don't you just start building like loyal clients that you know and love from the beginning that just want to keep buying from you over and over and over and over again, because they know what you're about and you know what they're about and you know that what their problems are and how to solve them. And you can continuously create these offerings and a pathway for them to continuously keep signing on with you because the transformation is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And as you're growing, they're growing too. Yeah, that's, that's cool to think about that, the effort. Also in the way of if you are just creating new leads or just building or just creating, just realizing it does take a lot of effort. I know that wasn't the point of what you were saying, <laughs> but sometimes people go like, even me, when I quit my job um, about eight years ago and I was like, okay, I saved up two months rent. So two months pouring full-time into my business, I will be living off of it as a yeah. mom of two at the time. No problem. Yeah. Like it took me like six years to like, yeah be actually comfortable ish living off of my business. Um, but just to know that it does take that work to bring people in for them to like, know, like trust you and to get warm, it takes more effort. But as you said, as you get to know people, you get to know them, you can create offers based on them. I love that idea because I definitely have those people that are just the, the diehards, the ones that are like, whether you're talking about money or you're talking about soul's purpose, or you're talking about manifestation, I just want in. Yeah. And I noticed that people also go through a time like that a year or two where they're in on everything and then they go and they integrate or they move on to something else or they expand. Yeah. And so there's this pocket of time we have with these people that it's, mm-hmm. it's like you deeply care about them and you can also see what they need. So that helps you to formulate programs instead of always just kind of pulling it out of the like thin air and just throwing spaghetti at walls and actually looking at the clients. I remember for my signature program activated, I did it and it was eight weeks and I'd never thought of like, um, like a mastermind after to follow up with integration with like less calls, but just a support until we got close to the end. And then I'm like, damn, these guys need 
a little bit more support. The program's done, but the work isn't done. So then I said, okay, how about, you know, an integration? And some of them were like, absolutely. I want in. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And it's not about taking advantage of anyone. It's actually about seeing what they need to keep their transformation going. And Mm -hmm. so using those diehards and also what they're going through to fuel new offers and you'll probably rope in or not rope in, but probably attract some (laughs) new people too, because that content was actually based on something someone actually needed, not just what you thought they needed. It's, it's created because you see your actual clients needing this and other people go, you know, I need that as well. So Um, I definitely agree. And that's a really neat thing to think about. Um, I also would like to talk about how, and this is a a natural sort of segue here for like, are you okay? Okay. You could keep going. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Um, Just how creating connection and creating dialogue and creating community with people. So I'm just kind of just a quick example. I always thought that everyone was going to be new at the beginning. Like every program was going to have new people and new people. And then I started realizing what we're talking about is there's those people that want a part of, you know, everything. But I recognized too, that the people that I would, you know, they would reach out to me and say, Hey, that podcast episode really changed me, or I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And I write back and go, Oh, thanks so much. You know, I really appreciate it. Like just, you know, where are you from? And that was never to make sales. It was because I see my people as sparks of light all over the world. And it's, it actually lights me up to connect with people in New Zealand and in the U S and in Canada and wherever in Europe. So I would just genuinely, cause I'm a genuine empath yeah. human be like, Oh, thanks so much for listening. There's no pitch. There's no, intention. No. but yeah. those are the, often the people that they may join. They may go full on and hire you, um, you know, one-on-one, but they may also join your challenge or your free this Mm -hmm. and then your group program. So I'd love to hear you talk about how we are building, especially in the work that we do and anyone listening that resonates with this, we are building relationships. Like you said, before we hit record real people with real lives behind the screens, you know? So I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah. You know, that it's so true. It's all, that's why I say like, I'm not salesy. I, I came from a long line of teachers. <laughs> and so like, I know teachers are kind of like salespeople with like the little guys, but, um, ever since the beginning with my braces and bad haircut, like the sales, the sales method that I used was all relationship based. It started with, you know, forming relationships with my, with my offices. Like I, there were times where I didn't even meet the doctor for the first three months of being a rep because I was just like, I'm going to meet everybody else here. Everybody else is important. You know, like even the janitor here is important because he plays a part in this office and, you know, everybody's a human, you know? And so it got to be to the point that people were like, damn, do you live here in our office? Like all my biggest accounts were like, I swear you're here all the time, but it's because, you know, I made myself irreplaceable and that translates online too, you know, like you want to be the one that stands out from somebody else. Well then focus all of your efforts on forming relationships. Like people get in their head about DM strategy and selling in the DMs because most people out there are not teaching about the relationship they're teaching about making the sale. And so overcoming objections. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Or like, um, if this person is like kind of saying, you know, if this person's 
wishy-washy about their answer, then just move on. They're not your client. Like, mm-hmm. well, no, maybe they're just at a point where they've got a lot going on. You know, maybe this mm-hmm. just legitimately isn't the best time. And even if you brought them on as a client, then they'd be, you know, not a great fit for you or them at this time. And then you end up burning a bridge there versus holding space for them, giving them time to regroup themselves. And then they circle back when it is the right time, you know? And so I see this happen all the time. And to me, the the basis of relationship, basis of sales is relationships and, Mm -hmm. and starting like a DM outbound strategy, people get that confused with cold DMing because cold DMing is like gross. Like that's icky in my opinion. Like that's a big hard no. But on LinkedIn, if I am connecting with people and you can do this on Instagram too, it just takes a little more effort because you have to like, go to their profile, which is on LinkedIn. You can like see what they are about without having to do that. And so, like I said, I'm all about saving time and saving effort and working smarter, not harder. And, um, but you can, if you are just connecting with people who are ideal clients already, then what's the harm in sending them a message and saying something like, Hey, nice to meet you. Like for me, I always say something along the lines of like, I love connecting with new people. Like, who is it that you look out for on LinkedIn? Like what types of clients you work with? Because my network's always growing and I love connecting the right people, you know? And I, it's true. Like I've connected people from cricket teams over to a habits coach and like all over the world, like people in New Zealand with other people over in California. And so I think it's, you know, coming from a service base, like you can't have a service without having a relationship. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I mean, look at hairdressers, right? Like hairdressers, you don't switch hairdressers every single time, unless you've moved to a new city and you legitimately can't find a good person. And then you just go back to like whoever you were before and consider flying to them every month. Like I do, (laughs) like I consider doing, but like, but that's why, because it's not so much about how they do your hair. I mean, it can be, but it's also about the relationship. Cause let's face it. If they fucked your hair up one time, like you're probably going to be able to tell them, Hey, you know what? I didn't really like what you did before. And they'd be like, Oh my God, please tell me. And I will fix that. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a boat, there's a win-win, there's a relationship that's going on. And, and also on the, um, you know, you were saying earlier about warming the audience up. I feel like there's so many ways to do that, to build this relationship, even through your content that then you're sending people to your DMS even more. And, and, and not so much just from your call to action saying like DM me sales, if you want to join the sales queen mastermind, you know what I mean? Like not just that, but like your content, you have a huge opportunity to build relationships by story selling, you know, like share weaving your story and your brand story into your content is so effective because we as humans seek out stories. I mean, look, Netflix wouldn't exist if that wasn't the case, you know, think about how many new shows are on Netflix, how many reality shows are there? Shit. Vanderpump Rules is blowing up again because of the stories that's going on. You know, we naturally seek those out. I mean, if you've ever watched the Super Bowl, there's a reason why they go on six hours before so they can tell every freaking story from here to Timbuktu about every player that's on the field. Right. Right. And so, you know, it's, 
And I, and yesterday when I was, I was teaching about content in my free challenge, and this was a huge part of it. And I asked everybody who was on the zoom, I was like, so just out of curiosity, when's the last time you shared your story and your content? And one of them was like, uh, I think I did it next week. And the other one's like, like the little monkey emoji, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I didn't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, but it's, it's huge. Like you want people to warm up to you, then weave your story into the result that you get, or weave your client story into the result that you get. And if you don't have a client yet, then how did you help your husband to achieve something? Or how did you help your neighbor to achieve something? You've got to have helped somebody and you can change their name and create a post about it. You know, like I change names all the time because I don't really want people to like, get outed. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> online, yeah. but, um, but the story still stays the same. The story is legit. Like the content is, is what people are going to connect with. And that is a huge way to build your authority. And people are going to hire you off authority more than they're going to hire you off like tips and tricks that you give them, you know, mm, that's really, yeah, that's really interesting because tips and tricks are great. But if you're not positioning yourself as someone who knows what they're talking about, then there isn't that sort of trust behind it for the people buying. Um, and I love that about the story. And that's something I just feel called to share that we often think, and this was definitely me. And I see this in clients that, I'm not very special. My story isn't really that important. Or, you know, some people have much crazier stories, much bigger, you know, so who am I, right? A lot of people, who am I to do this? And my story is just boring. It's normal. It's average. But then we also think with my programs good enough, then people will just buy. And it's that realization that they are buying a piece of you. They're buying your energy. I have some people that sign up. They're like, I signed up. I'm not even sure what it is, but I just love your energy. And they're not even sure what they bought because they just want to be in a 31 day challenge with me or whatever it is. And that is because of me Mm -hmm. um, and my story and my sharing of that. And so that's something that's often missing is we don't tell our story. And then we just think if my program or my offer is good enough, people are just going to buy it because it includes 12 calls and five modules. And and it's like, no, they don't buy the modules. They buy you. They buy whether you're helping someone with business or you've got an aesthetics business or you're a coach or a healer, they're going to you for you. Like you said, the hairdresser, it's a perfect example. Someone could cut my hair well, but if I don't gel with them or it's just boring or I really don't like I just feel uncomfortable and icky it doesn't matter how good the haircut is Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the thing is if your processes are amazing but you're not showing anyone who you are there's always going to be that disconnect because they're not buying from a beige blank slate they're buying from you that's you know so I, I love that you mention it like that um so one of the things I wanted to touch on we'll start wrapping up. I'd love to hear also your business and what you offer, how we can find you. But the question I'd love to ask is about, um, so we're talking about attracting clients and I don't really know what the question is. We'll form the question as we go. I started out and I see this a lot with people. Um, I need to get clients. So a lot of people start out with lack because they're starting out, they need to make money or they think that in, like I said, two months in, I thought I'd be rolling full time. My first 10 K month, no problem. Two months in, no, did not happen for a long time. 
also sales is not And if it did, you might have like been freaked out that it did and be like, there's yeah. no way I could do that next month. Or like, what am I doing? What what am I taking them through? Yeah. So I, I noticed that it was that energy and I see that in people. I got to get clients. And yeah. now I really notice that I have to get clients, you know, and, and we could say attract, but it's all about the energy. Are you getting people? It's that's the energy of roping them in. That's the energy mm-hmm. of overcoming their objections, pulling up fast one, almost like put your credit card here. Like who the hell wants to do that? Right. And, and so repositioning that energy from, I need to get clients Mm -hmm. into whatever it is for you. And I'd love to hear what you say, like into helping people or serving people or sharing for the people that need what I have or whatever. I just would love to talk about that. Um, and that, that energy difference. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. Like I always say, you you know, a lot of this, I feel like comes from the comparison, right? Like unintentionally wanting to keep yourself small because you see all these other people who are doing huge things or, or so they say, right? Like there's also the people like, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors online, which I think there is too. But like, um, so funny, because we just talked about this today too. And I'm trying to like, like, it's, it's like, needing clients, right? Versus I want to work with this type of person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so there is that needy desperation. I'll take anybody with a credit card just so that I can have these numbers on the board and make it look like I've made it when internally that like that validation, it's just like such a quick dopamine hit, right? It's Mm -hmm. like yesterday when I ate like a handful of jelly beans and 10 minutes later, I was like, Oh my God, I feel like shit. (laughs) you know, but they felt so good for that moment. Right. But I see, I think like what you see is a a lot of people bringing in these big numbers and going from what, like $10,000 months to a hundred thousand dollars in three months, and then hundred thousand dollar month and blah, 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 blah. Right. Just within a matter of two years. And you might be seeing a lot of people coming in, but you're not seeing what's happening on the back end because I've been in a few containers with people like that. And it has, even though they say in their content, oh, it matters like how you nurture your people and how you treat your people and treat them like gold. I didn't really feel like I was being treated like gold when I was being asked if I wanted to renew my, you know, the thing that I had signed up for a month, if I wanted to, it was like the 13th of the month and I was getting a message asking if I wanted to stay in it or be kicked out at the end of the month. And I was like, excuse me, like we're not even halfway through. Why do I need to even think about this right now? It's like the holidays. I've got two birthdays coming up. I've got Christmas. My husband's leaving for a business trip. Like what? This is the last goddamn thing that I'm thinking about right now. And don't you, when you get pressured, don't you go good, which I'm sure there's a science about that. The pressure equals (laughs) good. No. <laughs> right. And I was like, I am not signing up for anything else that this person does because I think they're all full of bullshit. Although they have like a lot of great information. I, you know, I mean, it was a lot of great coaching up until that. You can just feel that energetic shift from mm-hmm. I care about my people into I care about myself and how I look to all of these other people. And, and so my you numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like a number. And that's when I was like, you know, sales is not a numbers game. It's not math. It's not, it's more magic than it is math. Right. And so I just, just like, I think the longer you're in, you just realize what you stand for even more. And you realize like how you want to do business and, um, starting like figuring that out from the start. It's, I get that it can be hard 
to, you know, when you're first starting out, it can be hard to look at it like, well, I can't turn business down because I don't have any right now, you know, but you've got like, I, I, I said this to a client earlier today. I said, you know, would you consider right now going and being a gas station attendant in the town that you live in? And he was like, well, no, that'd be crazy. And I was like, why? He goes, cause I don't want to. And I was like, well, then why would you consider taking this client over here that you just told me you don't want to work with just because they're willing to pay you like the gas station's willing to pay you too. So what's the difference there? You know, one's on my business and that's where my heart's tied to. And my pride is tied to right. Versus the other is just an opportunity. Like how come there's so much abundance in, well, I could go get a job anytime I want. And we need to transfer that abundance over into well, I could, I could bring in an aligned client anytime I want, you know, like where is that disconnect and why does it have to be so hard in your mind on one side and not on the other, you know, mm-hmm. Deep thoughts yeah. with Cassie McKenzie. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I love that. And it is, it's so true. It's like, and, and I say to people, like, sometimes you might need to get a job in the beginning of your business yeah. or have Take a side hustle off. or whatever. And that's another thing that's glamorized online. Yeah. Quit your job, quit your nine to five, full-time salary, blah, blah, blah. We can all, of course, do that. You can create a business and, you know, create income, but like, you got to give yourself that time in that space. And I remember that was one of the best things I did. I hated it, but I was maybe a year in and I was like, we really, we're not even living off the money we're making. My, my husband was also an entrepreneur and we had little kids and it was just too yeah. stressful to be yeah. so close to the line. I'm like delaying dentist appointments. Cause I'm like, I can't. And so I went out. Out and got a freaking job because I knew I was putting so much pressure on my creative part of me and the part, my heart and my gifts. And it just, it felt like it wasn't working in quotes, you know, wasn't working. And so I went and got a job of something that I love to do that I had done for 11 years. It was nothing to do with my business. I did it. And it was actually only about two months and taking that pressure off and just having that extra money to pay my bills and not be pressured. I actually started attracting more clients. And it was like, my messaging got better. And I was like, Oh fuck. It was cause I had so much pressure. So sometimes, you know, we do need to kind of do that and recognize that, yes, you can do anything as quick as, you know, we can, but it's also a growth process. And when you're coming from lack, when you're coming from scarcity, people just feel it. I remember this one cringy live I did where I was just like, why don't people feel like they are worth investing in themselves? And it was purely coming from the fact that like mortgage is coming or rent or whatever, (laughs) and I have no money. And it was like, everyone feels like, why are you doing this alone? And I actually watched it back and deleted it. I was like, yikes, because that was coming from, why isn't anybody buying from me? Right. Mm -hmm. And that was that moment where I'm like, maybe I need to get a job because this is way too much pressure. Right. And like I said, it was only a couple months. And then, you know, I've been full-time for the last eight years after that. It was just like, it was what I needed to get through that hump. Um, so yeah, your energy is everything and looking at it, like getting clients. I don't want to be got by anybody except my husband, but I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to get into a group feeling like, Oh, I got another client. Like, ugh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and you know, you probably also realized that you didn't have all this extra disposable time. So you couldn't overthink your content. It was just kind of like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to let it come through and I'm going to post it. And you weren't, you know, like you had to be more judicious with your time Mm -hmm. and with what you were putting into your business. So you might've also felt like, 
you know, I'm putting in what I'm finally getting out, you know, mm, or like yeah. you're not spending all day sitting at your computer wondering and obsessing and journaling and affirmations and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And instead, you know, going out, getting those quick wins at work and getting paid and getting something so that your story turns into, okay, yeah, I get paid for the work that I do, you know, mm -hmm. it all does. Mm -hmm. Like I, it was, I, I had this thing for the longest time about like, working in corporate America was so much easier than making money in, in business because that's how it felt, you know? And so, um, it's, it's crazy though, when you like, it's such a mind fuck having like an, having your own business online and then seeing all these people go from like zero to a zillion dollars in their bathtub. And you're like, I don't see the behind the scenes. Tell me, how did you do it? And then nobody can tell you how you did it. Cause it probably took a whole lot longer than that. And you never know what their life is like too. But mm -hmm. I'm, I definitely am a proponent of like, if you need the cash flow, then by all means, go and get it. Like do what you need to do. And if you're a state, if you're a mom and you don't want to leave the house, there's a lot of virtual positions out there that might be a great match, especially coaching positions. Like there's a lot of coaching jobs out there that companies are hiring for that are virtual where you like in America, you might be like a 1099, which is, you know, not a direct employee. You're like a consultant to them, but you still get paid for it. And what a great match, you know, for you to be able to do that and still be creating content and, you know, having an online presence, plus taking the pressure off, like you said, like monetarily, you don't want to feel that pressure and your people don't want to feel it either. Mm -hmm. Then everything gets so much weirder. I remember creating programs being like, what should the price be? What, you know, impulse words, like searching, like the psychology of different words and what words get people to buy. And I think there's a thread of all of that. That's important. There is a psychology yeah. to selling, but yeah. when that's all you're focused on is to get the yeah. sale, because I was obsessed with like, I got to make my first 5k month. Cause then it's going to be a 10k month. And then I'm going to start to, you know, yeah. make whatever the people on Instagram are making. And it just, it was just felt icky. It just felt so icky. And now being in so much more flow, I realize that like, I am the secret sauce to my own business. Meaning when I take care of myself, when I nurture myself, when yeah. I'm supported by my own mentor, when I take time off, when I go away for the weekend to an Airbnb, yeah. when I book a week with no calls, because I just need the space. When I take my lunch break and go to the beach, like that's to me, actually what attracts more people. Of course, there's strategy stuff I've learned and a lot to go. I'm yeah. sure but it's, I realize it's much more about how I'm feeling and how I'm doing yeah. than just the strategies that will get people totally. to enter their credit card. Like, blech. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm all about like having the people saying like, where can I pay and send me the link, mm -hmm. but do it in an aligned way, like do it in a way that makes you feel good. And that it makes you end up with clients that are really soul aligned clients and not just anybody with a credit card. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think you touched on it, but also when you kind of get those people in, if you end up, you know, somehow <laughs> tricking them or whatever it is, they're not yeah. the people that are eager to show up. They're not the people that will show up. They're the people that may ask for a refund or leave or not implement, not pay attention. And then we feel like crap, especially at the beginning, we tend to think, Oh God, I'm not getting the results that I know yeah. I can get what's wrong with me. And it's just because the whole thing was built on a disastrous foundation, <laughs> but we all do 
it. So no shame yeah. in it. We all do it. We all yeah. have done it. <laughs> yeah. Clearly yeah. those messages for somebody who might be doing this right out there. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh, this is so good. I just, I love talking about this stuff. It's so cool. Um, so where could people find you if they want to follow along? I mean, clearly on LinkedIn, but where, <laughs> yeah, where know, are the best right? places I to find you? Platform. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me Cassie McKenzie on LinkedIn and on Instagram. I'm at XO Cassie McKenzie. I also have a Facebook group, the social selling Queens. I just started it. So when you go there and there's like less than 50 members, don't worry. It's a brand new group. Awesome. <laughs> I'm switching from all of my topless manifester stuff over into like, I just wanted to, I, I know I could have kept it all the same, but I wanted to, you know, just, I want you to know what you're getting when you get there. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, also I have a mastermind that's starting, that's going to be an evergreen mastermind. So you'll be able to hop in if you're listening to this later on when it's not April or May or whenever this is going to drop, but I, it's called the sales queen takeover. And this is all about taking over the, you know, the old, like, scammy ways of selling like some of the ways you know the feeling where you just feel icky and hate sales and do it in a more relationship-based non-salesy way and in this um, mastermind it's more of like a high touch like really um high momentum mastermind where we practice selling skills like in the DMs I'm helping give feedback on your actual DM conversations so that you know how to build an authentic relationship in there and you know get out of the friend zone because it's so easy to start conversations and then you're like oh great well like how do I transition to business talk now like how do I do that smoothly without looking like a total skis you know and like being able to confidently do that and handle inbound inquiries and and do it with ease like I Seriously, even though I've spent 23 years like selling on sales, like in-person sales calls for a pharmaceutical industry, I, in my coaching business have closed like 99% of my deals in the DM and I call them my deals. <laughs> I don't know why I said deals. Like it doesn't make sense. Like, let's make a deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like most of the people who have purchased or joined my programs, it's all been through the DMs. And I feel like you don't need to do sales calls. They can be a total time suck. And, you know, just, it's great for getting to know your clients. Don't get me wrong. It's great for getting to know your market and doing market research and starting those relationships. So if that's your jam, then continue doing that. But if you want to learn how to really switch from that into closing in the DMS and creating lifelong, like customers that just love everything that you put out, you know, kind of like how we were talking about earlier, then this is for you. And also I teach you, you know, how to attract the aligned leads in so that then you're getting the inbound messages. So, um, but I love this because I love being more in, um, like, I love being involved. And so you get like a lot of access throughout this. Cause like, it matters to me that you get results. It matters to me that you take action. And I feel like where the gap is in sales coaching is that there's a lot of great courses out there. There's a lot of great books and audiobooks and things like that. 
But where people stop is the implementation because there's a big confidence factor there and there's, you're putting yourself out there, but you know, if you are an entrepreneur, you can't put off learning how to sell any longer. You really can't like, it is your job and the people who need to work with you or are meant to work with you need you to get out there selling and having these conversations. So I'm your girl for that. That's what I got going on right now. (laughs) I love that. That's so beautiful. And I love the evergreen mastermind idea just because it's neat because new people can come into your community and it feels like, you know, like you're saying high touch and that's great for people that do enjoy group and also have the personal touch. And some Mm -hmm. people don't want to, or can't afford a one-on-one mentor or whatever. It's neat to have that. I really like that idea in my own business as I move forward is like a mix between the bigger group programs and the one-on-one. It's like kind of that middle ground where it's like high touch, but it's still a group, but it's still intimate and you get to know each other. I'm sure you found this, but I found in my group programs, one of the coolest parts that I did not ever anticipate is the connections that the people make and how I'll see people commenting on each other's posts from a program they took with me like seven years ago or hearing like, we still get together for monthly calls with a few of us and we do this. And it's like really from five years ago from that intuition program or that, whatever it was, it is so cool. So I love that idea as well with yeah. the mastermind. That's really cool. Thank so, you. yeah. <laughs> so I will put all of the links below for, um, your group and the mastermind <laughs> and your LinkedIn and your social yeah, media. I know. If you um, want to learn how to look, use LinkedIn, I can teach you how to do that. Too. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like it's changed a lot because I it definitely has. found before I was just like, what is this? I feel like it's only for like corporate America or for you no. know, like an alternate to the telephone book, <laughs> but no. now I think it has changed so much. It really has. It is a total vibe over there now, for sure. Like completely yeah. different. And there's so much potential and there's so many people coming over there. So if you're thinking of doing it, now's the time, like for sure. Yeah. Cool. And we can learn from you on how to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Cassie. This has been such a good conversation. I know it's going to help a lot of people with sales and attracting aligned clients. And I just love yeah. your energy, your passion. So thank you for yeah. doing what you do. And thank you for coming on the show and having this conversation. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here and thank you all for listening and feel free to reach out if you need anything at all. Beautiful. I'll put your podcast below as well. Oh, thank you. I know. Yeah. there too. So come on over and have fun. You can come be on my podcast. I love that. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, a date. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I love it. Well, thank awesome. you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode on the Awakening Her podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation between me and my guest. And if you did, we would love to hear from you. Come find us on Instagram. All the links are below in the show notes. Take a screenshot that you're listening to this episode, sharing your takeaways or your enthusiasm for the show. Tag us both over on Instagram. And if you do that, I will send you a free gift. I really do hope you enjoyed this conversation and I will see you in the next episode.